Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Rejuvenation's Health Radio on blogtalkradio.com. The show is brought to you by LipoLite Naples and your hosts are Dr. Ron and Dr. Ron. We are your station for everything natural. We are your station for information about slimming, shaping, and toning. We not only want you to live longer, we want you to have more life in those years. So without further ado, let's get on with today's show. Good afternoon, everyone. Dr. Ron Sr. here, Tuesday at 4 o'clock for 30 minutes with me. Uh, The title of our show today is Hypo Underactive Thyroid Problems, but we're going to change that around a little bit because of some just breaking news all over the place that I want you to receive. Well, again, I want to thank you for making Rejuvenations Health Radio, both the 4 o'clock show on Tuesdays and the uh, Thursday show at 1 p.m. for making us the number one health radio show here in Southwest Florida on the Internet, on Blog Talk Radio. So thank you very much for all of that. We're brought to you by LipoLite Naples, and LipoLite Naples is a multi-specialty center that uses state-of-the-art equipment for slimming, shaping, and toning. Uh, LipoLite now also has a cryo spa, the cryoness, a nitrogen spa that can cool you down in three minutes for fibromyalgia, aches, pains, training injuries, It is 100% monitored at all times. Your head is never in the chamber as in some of these uh, units. This is the same one that LeBron James and most of the professional sports teams are using. It is nitrogen-based. Your head is out of it, and it's a three-minute treatment with incredible results. We're having more and more people come through. And uh, every time a television station comes down to uh, photograph the unit, they end up sending their friends and relatives. So LipoLite Naples is located at 1575 Pine Ridge Road, Naples, Florida, 34109. So 1575 Pine Ridge Road, Suite Number 6. That is in the shopping plaza where the Noodles Italian Bistro is located. The phone number there is area code 239-658-COOL. C-O-O-L. So, ladies and gentlemen, the phone number here at the station is 347-989-8899. 347-989-8899 if you care to join the conversation. I'm going to lead off with the topic uh, that I uh, told you about last week, about thyroid. And then we're going to talk uh, about some other topics that we have covered in the past. Uh, So... And a story at a glance would be that one in eight women aged 35 to 65 has some form of thyroid disease. Under active, a low thyroid, hypothyroid is the most common. Thyroid hormones are used by every cell of your body, which is why you can have a wide variety of symptoms. And when the symptoms are present, Despite what some people would say would be normal-looking blood tests, there are more specific things that can be done and additional clues that will give an indication of some underlying toxicity, maybe from 
Some of the things we talked about in the past couple of weeks, like bromine, which is in brominated white flour. So nutrient deficiencies such as iodine, selenium, calcium, and iron can impair thyroid function, as can exposure to chemicals that displace iodine, such as bromide, fluoride, and chlorine. So we'll touch on each of these a little bit. So thyroid disease has become prevalent, courtesy of uh, lifestyle changes. Uh, and more than a quarter of women in the perimenopause area, uh, uh, area are diagnosed with hypothyroidism, in which insufficient amounts of thyroid hormones are produced. And as I said, thyroid hormones are used by every cell of your body, which is why you can just have a wide variety of symptoms. Thyroid hormones are required for growth and development in children. They signal the production of virtually all growth factors in your body, including hormones that have to do with skeletal growth, with development of red blood cells, nerve growth factor, epidermal growth factor. So nerve growth factor is self-explanatory, epidermal is skin, in pregnant women, thyroid hormone is also involved in the production of prolactin, which is a hormone responsible for milk production. And poor thyroid function has been linked to a wide array of serious health conditions, including one we talked about last week, fibromyalgia and its cousin, chronic fatigue syndrome. It's also associated with irritable bowel syndrome, infertility, autoimmune diseases, and thyroid cancer. So it's really important to understand how your thyroid works. So a little bit in that area. The thyroid gland is a butterfly-shaped gland found on the inside of your neck right under your voice box. About two inches long, has a lot of blood, very vascular. It has two lobes located on each side of the windpipe. And your thyroid is responsible for, for producing the master metabolism hormones that affect virtually every function in your body. It could be thought of as the gas pedal of, a, of, the, of your engine of a car. So it produces triiodothyronine. When you have a blood test, that's called a T3. It produces thyroxine. That's called T4. It also produces T2. And if, if triiodo is T3, then diiodo is T2. Hormones secreted by your thyroid interact with your other hormones, including, get this, insulin, right? If you have too much or too little insulin, you either have too high blood sugar or too low blood sugar. It interacts with cortisol. That's from your adrenal glands. has to do with your energy and immunity and your sex hormones like estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone. The fact that these hormones are all tied together are, and are in constant communication explains why a less-than-optimal thyroid status is associated with so many widespread symptoms and diseases. Almost 90% of the hormone produced by your thyroid is in the form of T4. Remember, T4 is thyroxin. But you know what? That's the inactive form. Your liver has to convert the T4 to T3, and that is the active form. And it has to do that with the help of enzymes. We don't understand a lot about T2, so we're not going to go into that right now. So if everything is working properly, 
you will make what you need and have the correct amount of T3 and T4 to control your metabolism of every cell in your body. If your T3 is inadequate, either by scarce production or not converting properly from T4, your entire body will experience the consequences. Just think about that. Really important gland, and but we've got to be careful. We're going to be talking about thyroid, but remember, as in prior discussions and prior radio shows, the thyroid, the adrenal, and the sex glands are all connected. And so it's important, although we treat one, that we also check the others. So it's important to realize that thyroid dysfunction is a complex issue with many variables and many potential underlying causes. It could be due to just too much toxins. You may just have to change your lifestyle. You may have to avoid hormone-disrupting chemicals. We talk about the phthalates and the BPAs and what have you. So, midlife, hypo or underactive thyroidism could be due to too much estrogen, could be due to medications, such as steroids, prednisone and dexedron, barbiturates, statin drugs. How many times have you heard me talk about statin drugs and how they are only effective for 3% of the population, and yet they can lower your thyroid? Beta blockers can disrupt your thyroid function. And they're, they're the chemicals I talk about, phthalates, BPA, all linked to thyroid problems, as is bromines. And bromines are not only found in flour, they're found in pesticides, plastics, and, and uh, brominated vegetable oil. You'll see on some, some uh, foods, BVO, brominated vegetable oils. And flame retardants can have a bad effect on your thyroid gland. Bromine, chlorine, and fluoride, like the kind we get in the water the dentist put on your teeth, can displace the iodine in your thyroid gland. That can't be a good thing, right? That will give you an underactive thyroid. And fluoride is a whole issue in itself. The heavy metals like lead and arsenic just are killers. So let's just go through some of the symptoms of an underactive thyroid, which may include, but they're not limited to, fatigue, loss of energy, and just a general feeling of lethargy, of tiredness, intolerance to cold, muscle and joint pain, decreased sweating, depression, puffiness, especially around the ankles, but it could be all over, weight gain, coarser dry, skin and hair, hair loss, and some sleep apnea, you know, when you can't get a good night's sleep because you're not breathing properly, can be associated with an underactive thyroid. And carpal tunnel syndrome, you always have to check for your thyroid uh, function before you submit to any kind of surgery for carpal tunnel syndrome. Impaired memory and ability to concentrate, decreased hearing, uh, menstrual irregularities, if you're still menstruating, a decreased appetite, impaired fertility, constipation. Now, that is really uh, prominent in hypothyroidism. Fullness in the throat, increased risk of heart disease, too much bad cholesterol, that's the LDL, extremity weakness, blurred vision, and mental impairment. So that's the thyroid gland in a nutshell. 
we'll talk a little bit about how it's diagnosed and what you need to tell your doctor. But they're, they're the symptoms that you have to be aware of. All right, let's just uh, change uh, gears here a little bit. Uh, and let me uh, talk to you about some things that are really important. Remember, what did I talk about last week? I talked about fluoroquinolones, the Levaquin, uh, and the Cipro. Well, now the FDA panel. The FDA finally says fluoroquinolones need stronger warnings. So fluoroquinolone labels need much stronger warnings about the risk factor for serious adverse events, including tendinitis and tendon rupture, prolongation of the QT interval that's in your cardiogram. It can change the way your cardiogram looks, peripheral neuropathy. It can cause severe debilitating pain in your extremities. And remember, because the tendons and the aorta have the same type of collagen, it can cause aortic problems like an aortic aneurysm. So the current labeling has warnings about the risks for tendinitis, tendon rupture, central nervous system effects, peripheral neuropathy, myasthenia gravis, and phototoxicity and hypersensitivity. Now the panel members want even stronger wording. Uh, you know, this should have been done years ago. So this is just a, a follow-up on what we talked about last last week, and that these drugs have no place in your average treatment of infection. Uh, too many physicians are using it for sinusitis. There's too many side effects for this uh, type of medication. And they're using it for uh, uncomplicated urinary tract infections. It should not happen. And if that isn't bad enough, if that isn't bad enough, well, medication errors are seen in half of all studies that of, of patients undergoing operations. Fifty percent. Now, this was done at... A very prestigious hospital, Massachusetts General. This isn't the local hospital. Where do you think it would be there? So the headline in the Health Day News is, in a new study on how often medication errors occur during surgery, researchers report that mistakes were made during almost half, 50% of the operations they analyzed. The mistakes included drug labeling errors, incorrect dosing, drug documentation mistakes, and or failing to properly treat changes in patients' vital signs during surgery. These findings come from the Boston-based Massachusetts General Hospital. Wow. So if you are at a hospital that uh, that doesn't have a lot of training and so forth, what do you think it would be there? So we have to be aware that when we're in a hospital, we want to try and avoid that, of course, at all costs. But if we're there, we, we have to have someone uh, watching over our medications, watching uh, and talking to the physicians, making sure uh, you know, they're going to do what they have to do and give you a good explanation of why they want to perform this type of surgery on you. So speaking again about medications, that's why I want to take a little break from thyroid. We'll finish thyroid uh, testing next week. 
you know, a lot of you maybe are tired of cranking up the TV, TV volume just so you can hear your favorite show. You might be sitting out conversations with friends and family because you're only catching a few words here or there. But sooner or later it hits you. You're losing your hearing. Well, what are you going to do about it? Well, before you schedule a test at your doctor's office or start flipping through brochures for hearing aids, I want you to think about this. Your medicine cabinet. Because certain types of drugs, including some of the most widely used on the market, can steal your hearing without you or your doctor ever realizing it. It's a side effect of drugs. That's what I'm talking about. So we've all been conditioned, I think, to believe that hearing loss is just something that's going to happen as we get older. It's natural, and sometimes it really is. But one of the greatest threats to your hearing is the increasing number of medications that seniors take. And we're now finding out lots of drugs, more than 450 according to one estimate, are ototoxic. That means they are toxic to your hearing. That means they can disrupt the delicate mechanism by which sounds are transmitted from our ears to our brains. And because this side effect has only recently been discovered, it's usually not listed on medication labels. Even worse, lots of these drugs can cause hearing loss. Okay, so what are we talking about? What kind of drugs? Well, for men, we're talking about erectile dysfunction medications, like Viagra and Cialis. They have been known to cause sudden deafness, especially in one ear. And I'm sorry to tell you, it might be irreversible. So much, it might be irreversible. Over-the-counter painkillers, they can have an effect on your hearing when taken frequently and over an extended period. And that goes for the entire range of them, including ibuprofen, acetaminophen, naproxen, you know, that's Tylenol and Aleve, as well as aspirin, which can cause a temporary hearing loss. And how many Americans are taking aspirin on a daily basis and have been doing it for years? And certain types of antibiotics, especially those in the mycin family and the aminoglycosides, that's the Cipro and Labaquin, the resulting hearing loss may be either reversible or permanent, depending on the particular drug involved. The reasons why these drugs cause hearing loss is not always clear, but it appears some of them may be harmful to the cochlear hairs in the inner ear, which help convert sounds into nerve impulses that travel to our brain. Drug-induced ear damage can also result in tinnitus. That's the ringing or buzzing or whooshing in your ear, as well as dizziness or vertigo due to the inner ear's involvement in helping you maintain your balance. Either of these problems can accompany hearing loss or can be a sign that it's about to strike. Now, if you're getting a drug for a serious medical uh, problem, the best way to avoid hearing damage is to find out whether there's an alternative therapy available. Uh, But, you know, that's a decision you have to make with your physician. And if it's a serious medical problem, your hearing may be uh, a casualty. So what can you do right now? Recognize the three signs of hearing loss frequently caused by medication because the sooner you are able to get off the medications, the more likely it is your hearing will return to normal. So what do you watch out for? Number one, 
ringing or buzzing in your ears. If you have tinnitus already, it may suddenly get worse. Number two, loud noises that used to just be annoying become downright painful. And number three, having a hard time hearing in a crowded room. So if you have these three warning signs, it's time to talk to your physician that this possibly could be caused by your medications and you may need a change. So ladies and gentlemen, this is time with Dr. Ron. We used to be an hour. We're only uh, for 30 minutes uh, for the time being uh, because of some constraints on time. Just wanted uh, you to hear an ad running on uh, local wave radio by Dr. Ron and Dr. Biggs. Uh, regarding the cryo spa. This is Dr. Ron Repesey of Rejuvenation's Cool Cryo Spa, your place to chill at 239-658-COOL. If you've not heard of whole body cryotherapy and suffer with back pain, joint pain, arthritis, fibromyalgia, or you're an athlete that wants quick recovery from sports injuries, then come chill with us at Rejuvenation's Cool Cryo Sauna. Cryospa treatments take only three minutes and are supervised by physicians. Sessions are one-on-one in a private environment. Each treatment can also burn five to 800 calories. As seen on Dr. Oz, Cool Cryospa is truly amazing technology. Let's hear what Dr. Kurt Biggs, a well-respected orthopedic surgeon in Naples, has to say about Cool Cryotherapy. Hi, I'm Dr. Biggs of the Joint Replacement Institute. Since I started applying the Cool Cryosauna, my patients are healing much quicker and athletes are seeing quick recovery. I recommend this procedure for my surgical patients and athletes. Call Dr. Repesey now to schedule your Cool Cryo trial session, 239-658-COOL, 239-658-2665, located at 1575 Pine Ridge Road in in the Noodles Italian Bistro Plaza. Rejuvenation's Cool Cryo Spa. Come chill with us. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Go chill, chill with Dr. Ron at Rejuvenation's 658 Cool. And, uh, you know, if you're uh, interested in slimming, shaping, and toning before your uh, winter vacation, uh, you want to contact them at 239 331 Three three one five eight eight six using the LED light system along with a vibration table uh, to get great results in slimming, shaping, and toning to get back into your skinny uh, jeans. Uh, they, they, Dr. Ron also has the Cavi Lipo, which is that can spot treat certain areas of uh, fat around your uh, body. Uh, and of course, Dr. Ron is a neurology and ch- neurology chiropractor. So if you have any uh, aches and pains you want him to uh, check out, uh, go see him at 1575 Pine Ridge Road, uh, 239-331-5886. Well, ladies and gentlemen, a half hour really goes fast, but uh, I wanted you to know a little bit about thyroid. And again, I want to just bring up proton pump inhibitors, you know, this Nexium, the the purple crack because once you're on this stuff you can't get off of it and uh, you know can a simple case of heartburn lead to kidney damage well the answer is going to be yes and the worst part of Thanksgiving dinner isn't an overcooked turkey or an undercooked pie it's when the cable guy you know who he is right it's not when the cable guy goes out and you miss the game well there's another cable guy uh, uh, talking about uh, Nexium but of course he doesn't have a medical degree now, the worst part uh, is after dinner when you feel uh, a burning in the back of your throat and uh, maybe a, a battle with acid reflux. Well, that's pretty bad, right? 
uh, not even uh, some of your in-laws can give you that kind of uh, pain. So I get it why people turn to medications, but at that point, uh, you know, you're at your wit's end, so you think. But research, again, is showing why you need to treat these drugs like uh, I, I, uh, someone you just want to stay away from. Because even when they work and e- even when they give you that much sought relief, they can slowly screw up your inside so badly you could end up with conditions far worse than heartburn. They can cause chronic kidney disease. PPIs, proton pump inhibitors, such as Prilosac, Nexium, Prevacid, could increase your risk of this life-ruining disease by 50%. And once you've got kidney disease, the drugs aren't done with you yet. The same, same findings, same study, excuse me, finds that you'll also increase your risk of DEATH, that's death, the simple explanation for the risk is that the drugs work by causing your stomach acid to sink faster than uh, Jeb Bush's presidential hopes, which might sound like a good thing when you're suffering from reflux. But there's a good reason why your body makes that acid. You actually need it to digest your food and absorb nutrients. When you don't get it, you fall short of these essential nutrients like magnesium, and chronic low magnesium can damage your kidneys and lead to disease. On the other hand, that's getting off lucky. These drugs could also cause your magnesium levels to drop so low that it can induce a deadly heart attack. So ladies and gentlemen, why face those risks when you don't have to you know, you could try a marshmallow. No, it's not the stuff you make s'mores with. That would be great, though, right? It's an extract from the root of the Althea officinalis plant. Mix a teaspoon with eight ounces of water and drink it four times a day. So an extract from the root of the, I'll spell it, A-L-T-H-A-E-A. Althea officinalis, O-F-F-I-C-I-N-A-L-I-S plant. Mix one teaspoon with eight ounces of water. Drink it four times a day, and you'll have a more natural and no toxic treatment for your heartburn, and you won't have to worry about ending up on dialysis or dying. Now, you know, soda has just been horrible, but a study in Stockholm, Sweden, Again, found an association between sugary drinks and negative coronary outcomes. According to this new research from Sweden, men who make a practice of drinking sweetened beverages may be putting themselves at increased risk of heart failure. Two sodas a day, ladies and gentlemen, can give you heart failure. Two sodas a day. And if you think you're any better off drinking the diet sodas, you should hear some of our programs. Go back to the archives and listen to what diet sodas can do to you, including give you diabetes and make you fatter. Gosh. Now, a reporter from the Heartwire reported that past research has shown an association between sugary drinks and an increased cardiovascular disease risk as well as an increased risk for obesity. Obesity and type 2 diabetes. 
course, this study looked specifically, the one I'm telling you about now from Sweden, looked specifically, specifically at heart failure. So uh, the editorial that accompanied this article uh, was surprised that there aren't more studies that show this and that this is a global health crisis. So this study was funded by the Swedish Research Council Committee for Medicine by its Committee for Infrastructure. And there were no financial arrangements with the uh, Coca-Colas and Pepsi-Colas, and I think that's why we got a good, honest study out of them. So ladies and gentlemen, this has been Time with Dr. Ron. I appreciate your listening. Uh, I hope that uh, you learned a few things. Uh, you know that your thyroid gland controls uh, almost everything in your body. It is the gas pedal. Uh, but when we get into the diagnosis next week uh, and later the treatment, we have to consider your adrenal glands and your sex glands, and we'll talk about that a little at a time. And I just don't want to spend a whole half hour talking about thyroid, but just bring you some of the current uh, uh, news of the day. So I want to thank you for listening. Thank you for being a uh, good listener of Rejuvenation's Health Radio. We're uh, always sponsored by LipoLite Naples. We also have another sponsor, Intellibed, which has the only non-off-gassing mattress. There's no odors. There's no toxic chemicals. And if you call the office, Dr. Ron can arrange a nice discount for those mattresses. And you get to try them in your house for two months. If you don't like it, you can send it back. Absolutely no charge in telebed. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you. And we'll see you next week at 4 o'clock. And Dr. Ron will see you Thursday at 1. Have a great week. Dr. Ron and Dr. Ron have left the building. Thank you for listening to Rejuvenation Health Radio here on blogtalkradio.com. See you next week. Ciao.